Hey, hey, from the bottom of our hearts, right here, thanks for joining the show. Now, before we kick it off, a quick one. What is the neatest rock band? Anyone? OCDC. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good one, Funny Fred said. I'll give you that one. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining the show. This is PJ Pat, and welcome to the It's One Louder podcast. I really appreciate all of you who are tuning in every week. For this week, I'm super excited. It's coming from this magazine right here. And like a lot of you probably, I grew up listening to grunge. I was completely hooked as soon as I heard Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Those are probably my top four Seattle bands. But I was hooked from the start, and it's gone a grip on my life pretty much since then. This so. article today is going to be regarding, I would say, pretty eccentric individual but also guitar player as well very unconventional his name is kim thayil obviously, obviously from one of the greatest bands not just in grunge but ever soundgarden rest in peace chris rest in peace we miss you beautiful picture right here with kim and his gibson firebird look at this now i don't think i've ever seen him play a gibson firebird every time i've seen him live his acts of choice has always been a les paul so Let's see, maybe this was just a little era of his going through these guitars. Okay, it says here, Brave Noise, Soundgarden, by Jeff Gilbert. All right, let's start. If it's loud and has lots of noisy guitars, uncombed hair, and untucked t-shirts, it must be metal, right? No one is more familiar with this line of reasoning than Soundgarden, one of rock's premier alternative groups. They keep getting nominated for, and winning, embarrassing awards like... Best Metal Band, Best Metal Song, and Best Metal Video. Not surprisingly, this phenomenon has not thrilled the band, which began its career far from the metal mainstream on the then-fledging indie label Sub Pop. In the beginning, our fans came from the punk rock crowd, says guitarist Kim Thayil. They abandoned us when they thought we had sold out to the punk tenants by getting on a major label and touring with Guns N' Roses. There were fashion issues and social issues, and people thought we no longer belonged to their scene, to their particular subculture. That Soundgarden is associated with the metal genre isn't altogether surprising. Of course, considering the fact that their sixth album, 11-year legacy, has been soldiered with a dirge-like guitar riffs at volumes usually reserved for heavy machinery and wrecking balls. But while heavy, quote-unquote, is something Thayil has always craved, metal, quote-unquote, and its lowbrow trappings are not. Back when I was in school, your heavier metal things like Judas Priest started coming out, he recalls. I thought it was kind of goony and not particularly smart. It wasn't witty. Anyhow, the Stooges are heavier and scarier than any of that shit. Amen to that. I could definitely agree with that. Oh, oh by my. the way, the article originally appeared in Guitar World December 1995. Yeah, so that's, this is at the peak of grunge. That's probably why I got this in the first place. Guitar World asks, You've often cited Kiss's Ace Freely as a prime guitar influence. Why didn't you follow him, as many others did, down the path to heavy metal? Kim says, Because Kiss wasn't very smart music. The metal thing tended to be a bit sexist and sophomoric and racist, and just kind of dopey. I may not be very social or socially graceful, but fuck it. I was also smarter than the guys who were into metal. I just liked listening to rock and playing guitar and reading a lot. Guitar and books, that was it. So you found alternative rock's relatively literate aesthetic to be attractive? Thayer responds, precisely. 
Alternative rock bands involved themselves politically and drew from literary and film sources, whereas metalists drew from rock or teenage experiences. But I was also drawn to the fact that it was loud. The vocals were loud, and it was aggressive, fast, and heavy. It just seemed to be like me. You know, I'm going to pause here and say, I can definitely relate to where Kim Thayil is coming from. You know, growing up, when before the grunge era hit, obviously there was the 80s glam metal bands, hair bands, or whatever you want to call them. And it was cool, but I can never relate to them. You know, they, they always talked about partying and banging chicks and hanging out with chicks and wanting to get chicks. And maybe I was maybe a little too young, um, but it just didn't resonate with me either. You know, so I definitely understand where Kim's coming from. And, you know, when you compare all the grunge stuff that came out and the poetry and the lyrics to a song like Unskinny Bop by Poison or just any of the any of the songs that came out at that time, there's definitely a contrast, especially when when grunge first hit. You can definitely see that contrast right away. You know, I think that opened a door to a lot of other bands outside of grunge to really take a look in the mirror and think about, you know, what kind of image or what kind of lyrics they want to put out there. Okay, continuing on. Was there a particular concert you saw that you'd classify as life-altering? Thayil says, not really. I didn't go to a concert till I was 18 or 19. The first one I saw was David Bowie. The next one I saw was a Ramones. I went to see Devo, or Devo, I should say, during their yellow jumpsuit phase. Their gimmick was attractive. They seemed smart and dark and cynical. Devo was for a smart kid in the school. A lot of those kids weren't into Kiss and were hesitant to get into punk rock, but they got into Devo. And the next thing was Elvis Costello. The coolest rock bands are those that are influenced by poetry or movies. What does quote-unquote technique mean to you? Can technique be differentiated from style? Kim says, your lack of technique can be a part of your style, i.e. punk. (laughs) That was for me, by the way. The thing about style is that it's more entertaining, more important, and hopefully more intellectual than technique. To me, technique means proficiency. Every so often, Soundgarden writes songs that are beyond our ability. The idea is not to make things tough on yourself. Sure, that's a challenge, but it's kind of foolish and dumb. Tools are there to make it easier to express your ideas. You don't go and try to hammer a nail with a sponge or a basketball. Get a good hammer. People waste their time. The reason people use alternate tunings is to make slide or playing a certain chord easier. When did you become aware that you were working outside of the mainstream, not that you ever worked in the mainstream? Yeah, I don't think I ever did. The first year I played guitar, I was trying to play faster than Hendrix. Speed was the whole thing. You had to be able to play really fast. That's a really immature, sophomoric approach to music and to the guitar. Ironically, Kim plays super fast, on all the songs like his solos are are like very noty and fast so it's interesting that he says that i guess he must have played like a shredder then back then but having said that he does shred so i'm not sure where he's coming from here (laughs) okay back to the article guitar world don't you think you had to go through that phase to get where you are now i still do that it's a nervous habit i just play really fast there you go he's confirming what i said thank you kim I know it's a dumb and annoying thing to do. I should just slow down. You know, having said that, that's a style, what we've been talking about. It's not really technique. Obviously, he has to have the right technique to play fast, but that's a style. is fast playing 
But what I love about Kim's style is that he doesn't play your conventional scales. He plays, if you listen to his solos, it's very kind of off scaly. It sounds a little weird. There's maybe like an Indian or Middle Eastern influence to his playing, which I find really cool. Okay, Guitar World asks, was there a moment while you were learning your instrument when you experienced a proficiency breakthrough? I wasn't interested so much in playing guitar as in having a guitar facilitate writing guitar riffs. There was a time, though, when I realized that as you move a bar chord up and down the neck, you're changing the key. That was a big deal. But I think my biggest breakthrough came when I started playing lead. I went about it in a weird way, memorizing the entire neck in the key of A. Then I memorized the entire neck in the key of C. Then in D. I memorized all the notes. I was out of my mind. <laughs> then I started learning modalities as this visual relationship between bar chords on a neck. I ended up forgetting all the modalities because I play more by ear. At this point, I'm unable to watch my fingers and think what mode I'm playing in. I just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> now that you've sold millions of records, do you still consider Soundgarden to be an alternative quote-unquote band? Question mark? Kim responds, Over the past four years, the world has conformed to fit us, and for all intents and purposes, our band of quote-unquote alternative music has entered the mainstream. People perceive the rock world as a dichotomy, metal versus alternative, or mainstream versus underground. Dichotomies aren't real. They're human constructs. Cat is not the opposite of dog. Anti-dog is not the opposite of dog. It's stupid and naive to ask, are you metal or alternative? They're holding on to these standards, and they really don't exist. Come on, man. Buy a fucking Ramones record. Get an education. Was there a point when the guitar ceased being just six strings to you? When I bought a 12-string... <laughs> That is awesome. Funny Fred Zed, I think you found your rival in comedy here. Kim, who knew? Who knew? He was funny. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that one. I certainly did. Thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate your loyalty. If you just want to listen to it and just have an audio experience, you find the It's One Louder podcast on all streaming platforms. Thumbs up. Thank you so much. Rock on, and we'll see you in the next video.